I really wanted to convey, you know, not all the pretty stuff that's happening in the world and, you know, write my songs to maybe sometimes uncomfortable things to hear, but it's mm -hmm. happening in the world, you know? Hello and welcome to Where the Living Room Used to Be, a podcast about Rhode Island's music scene. Hey everyone, it's James. On this episode, singer-songwriter Beth Barron and I connected outside of the Warren Folks Festival for a quick chat to talk about her path in music, how she's overcome some artistic hurdles, and we give you a little preview of what to expect at the 8th Annual Rhode Island Folk Festival that she's a part of planning. The festival takes place at Rose Larissa Park in East Providence on Sunday, August 28th, and we look forward to seeing you there. As always, I hope you enjoy, and please follow Where the Living Room Used to Be on Instagram, as I'll be sharing some show photos, flyers, and more from Best Time in Music over the coming weeks. Can you talk a little bit about your, like, where you grew up? Like, did you grow up in East Providence, is I, that correct? Yeah, or, I grew yeah, up okay. in East Providence yeah. and, um, you know, and whatnot. And I kind of moved around for a bit and uh, did some traveling. And I went to school at URI for actually uh, mental health. And mm -hmm. I got my master's there and I became a child and family therapist. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I... Kind of took a step back, and I found this great space over in the East Bay, and um, I started teaching yep. back in East Providence. Cool, yeah. cool. But yeah. well, what got you into music? Was like, or when did you start playing guitar? Was it like, um, something that you did as a as a child? Or yeah, I, I'm actually uh, I played classical piano uh, okay. for years since I was little, but um, never sang. No. And then like later on, I always uh, wrote, you know, poetry and songs, and um, I thought my voice wasn't a actually like pretty enough for the piano so oh, I taught okay. myself guitar oh really and uh you know and I, I just wanted to kind of get my originals finally out there so yeah. something in life you know in my life I just had this big shift and I wanted to be my most honest self so I started yeah. sharing about maybe like five years ago okay but you've been playing music this this whole time and just not sharing it with others or uh, like, well, I or played you... I always wrote but I played in um in a trio, Marble Street Trio, and I played actually percussion with them. Oh, okay. It was, uh, Irish band, Irish like bluegrass. When was band. that? Like what? Uh, uh, like, when did you, like what year was that? That was back in maybe uh, 2014, 15. Okay. On, but that was my first like band. I but I played other instruments, and I just um, really wanted to finally share my stuff. Yeah. So it took a long time to get brave enough to. Get yeah. Yeah, I mean, my association with you is I see that you're playing all the time now. Mm. So even hearing you kind of, you know, uh, being hesitant to, to get out there and get on stage, it just seems that you do so much. And, um, you know, another thing that I think about is that you have, you know, good connection to, like, open mics. You know, mm. uh, you would run the one at Askew for, yeah. for a while. Um, can you talk about that experience? And was that something that uh, you felt kind of passionate about of just like helping people get their their voices out there or? yeah I wanted to be what I needed I think okay. I I kind of I was like even playing music more in the Boston area mm -hmm. doing like you know Irish music in the sessions and um I I learned a lot about working with other you know 
people in mm-hmm. that regards. But for myself, I um, I think that comes with the teacher aspect as well. You know, how do you teach? Oh, okay. You want to be what you needed when you were that age yeah. or when you were in that space. Yeah. So when I was asked by John from Askew, I was really grateful that, you know, he was like, hey, do you want to put this together, the open mic? Um, and... It was kind of like I was too intimidated by the big stage, so I shifted over where the piano was. Yeah, that little uh, couch area. Because I needed to adapt so I could, you know, I allowed myself to be vulnerable with anyone else who needed to be. You know what I mean? But still, um, you know, brave to share the song. So it was a safe place for music I really wanted to create. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember your first show as a solo artist? I do. Yeah, what was that? It was at Galactic Theater. Oh, yeah? Right here in Warren? Or, yes. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I was going up there, and um, I guess that's more so when I shared my finally an original song yep. up there, and it was, you know, I felt so vulnerable. I was like, here it really? is. And I was so nervous, I kind of was like stumbling over the guitar, so I just did the downbeat. Oh, and okay. I just sang it, and, you know, when it got that, you know, the response that it did, I, I was kind of like... Oh, I didn't think anyone was ever going to listen. <laughs> you know? Oh, really? Like <laughs> you know, but it was um, it just it was like one of those like you know steps that made me brave mm-hmm. to share it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, were you performing covers, or were you like mostly uh, like a cover here and there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't ready to get all my originals out there. Okay. Yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah. Um, you have uh, some singles that are out now. I do. Um, I do on yeah. Spotify. I have um. I'm Alive, which was amazing. Um, Newcastle Sound, I recorded that. Mm -hmm. And that was a different experience, too, just recording in general. I I learned a lot. Um, And uh, local Steve Demers, he plays lead guitar on it. Bob Juicy does drums. Oh, cool. Um, It was a cool way to collaborate with folks who always do support me in Mm -hmm. (laughs) the songwriting. It was a really cool experience. And the other song is called Kiss My Cheek with um, Ben Richard. Um, he's a uh, fiddle player, mm-hmm. and he's local to Warren, too. Yeah. And he's on it. On yeah. Spotify, so you can find those on Spotify. Yeah. Do you have plans for other recordings? Working yeah. on it now. Yeah. What are you working on? Uh, you know, so, um, an album. Yeah. You know, uh, an album, um, and with a lot of collaboration from local artists playing with me. So that's it's been a cool experience. So yeah. hopefully this time next year. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Is that at Newcastle as well? Or are you working at a different, have you started recording it yet? I've been, um, yes, I'm going to be working with them definitely. And I've been actually really diving in because I created my kind of recording space to work on that so I can be prepared and like, you know, collaborating with the other folks. It's been a very cool, yeah, experience. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, no, that's, that's great. Mm Um, but yeah, I mean, you bring up the Galactic Theater here. Um, it's a fantastic spot. In it Warren. is. Um, yeah, can you talk about your like experience of playing there? Because I know that you frequent there as well. Oh. Like, what is it? What's it like for you to be on stage there? Yeah. Oh God, Galactica. It was um, when I was first performing there. I just uh, it was. It's a small space but I just love the Warren community in general it was a community of just allowing folks to be themselves yeah you know I think it's daunting kind of feel judged you try not to but even me as a you know performer or when I just started playing the the support that is here and that was at Galactic I just kind of felt 
safe mm-hmm. bit, you know, yeah, and okay. having that safe space allowed me to kind of like grow yeah. more so, yeah. um, you know, so, and Dave was always very supportive. Yeah. And he's just like a great borrow and, and good friend, yeah. you know, so. No, yeah, he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. It just seems that he, yeah, just wants to uh, provide that platform for people to get on stage and mm-hmm. express themselves. Uh, seems like a key thing. Yeah. Actually, there in the parlor were my first gigs. Okay. The parlor was actually the first time I ever did an open mic by myself. Okay. Like, no guitar, no anything. I forgot about that. Yes, at the parlor, that was like the first time I just went. I was like, I just want to sing, which I never did solo in front of anyone before. Yeah. I did, and I think Gregory was just like, I loved your honesty or whatever. Yeah. It was so, That's I would have both of them, you know, yeah. in there. Yeah. Good folks. Yeah. Well, that kind of reminds me. So, like, you've obviously running open mics like um were there any memorable times or any like certain performers that you saw that kind of like caught your ear like oh wow this person is doing something that's um that 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 you know kind of caught you by surprise in a sense or anything like that or was just a special moment that you were able to to be a part of by going to these open mics and, and being a part of that you know I don't know, at the open mic, I, I kind of was always mindful of my attention to yep. the performer. Yeah. Because, you know, you're talking to other folks. Mm-hmm. And, and to really sit there and listen, and it's all right if other folks are talking, whatever, it's yep. fine by, you know, having that attention. But I, I remember there was a big, big man who uh, walked in. He was, um, he was from Crossroads, actually. And a lot of those mm-hmm. folks, you know, came over and he was, you know, big guy. And uh, he... Uh, I guess he signed up. I introduced myself and he was, you know, he was louder than most of them, but it's all right. I'm very loud too at times and whatnot. But he um, asked me, he's like, oh, Beth, it's, it's all right. I, I signed up, but if you don't want me to play, it's okay. Like, you oh, just skip okay. over my name. And I was like, absolutely not. You're next. And he was, uh, you know, um, when he got up there and he sang with no instrument, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like God's grace. Like, just came down. Wow. He had the voice of like, I like was in awe and it kind of like shut everybody up. Yeah. And, you know, it actually got me emotional because he, I, he thought like I, you know, maybe it's like life situation, you know, what he yeah. shared with me. He thought I was going to like skip over his name or something like that. But he, it was probably the most beautiful. Um, and I was like, you're always invited here. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and, and it, that was a very, very cool moment. Yeah. Allowing anyone to perform. There's no, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, that's, yeah, no, that's perfect. That uh, I love hearing those types of stories and just knowing that that's why it's important to show up and to, you know, uh, and why I love live music and lo- love all of this stuff is that you can have those moments that when you're there that it just, that, you know, it, when the stars align, so exactly. to say, you know, just that you can have this like emotional experience that, um, I don't know. It drives me. I'm sure that it drives. It does because that you know? one will make it will last. You know, yeah. and sometimes I, I teach music lessons to, on the side. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know they're between the ages of like you know five and eight. Okay. Five to nine, and um, I'm like, you know what? You come, you'll be the featured artist at mm-hmm. the open mic because it was an earlier time, like six o'clock. Yeah. So we'd have some of my kids sometimes come and play. Oh, that's cool. And just uh, you know, respect never changes. I don't care. You know, whatever age you are, and mm-hmm. you know. There's a certain time when it's too late, but it was a cool interaction. You know yeah. What I mean? so, yeah. 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 And with the teaching that you're just talking about, what uh, 
what do you teach and, and uh, how did you get into that? Oh, um, well, I work um, in the East Providence school system and I um, work with um, nonverbal um, mm-hmm. uh, special needs uh, children. Yeah. And I got into that because my minor is in education, but I was in mental health for a long time. Okay. A long time working um, at Bradley and whatnot and, you know, taking a step back, I think, from quarantine, realizing it does have a lot of heaviness working in the mental health. Yeah, yeah. It's still a business, you know. And I really wanted to redirect what I do and what I'm passionate for without um, getting burnt out. Yeah, okay. So I thought I could bring that mental health, like, background into the public school and daily life, and I'm really happy I did. Yeah. Because there's this, like, balance... It puts thing in, things in perspective to play music. Mm-hmm. Music helps me go so yeah. I can yeah. separate yeah. from yeah. what I do during the day. And the, did that lead you then into like being a music teacher? Or um, is that what you're like, how you said you were just were teaching some kids? I just taught that during quarantine. I kind of oh, created really? my own business because I needed oh, to okay. use, yeah, I adopted a cat. And I started <laughs> teaching music lessons to old students I used to have. Oh, okay. So I had like up to 22 students on Zoom. Oh, wow. Because I just needed to feel like I was doing something because quarantine, yep. that was yeah, intense yeah. for all of us. But um, yeah, so I just put it out there that I was teaching. And were I you teaching uh, piano or were you uh, Piano, guitar, and ukulele. Oh, wow. And it made me a better teacher and musician to see if I can actually do this. Yeah. Like through Zoom. I was like, yeah. I don't know how we're going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they were mostly children. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But you have kind of held back on that now that things have opened up. Are you still teaching? Like, can people connect with you on that? Or? Absolutely. Right now I'm at kind of my max and I have about like five students mm-hmm. um, that I still teach. And uh, five of those students are going to be actually performing at the Rhode Island Folk Fest. Oh, fantastic. On the emerging artist stage. Because what's more emerging than kids who have written their own songs to perform on the stage I'm co-hosting with Joanne Lurgio. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a great segue to talk about this coming weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, uh, it's August 28th from noon to 6 at Rose Larissa Park, the Rhode Island Folk Festival, which you're a part of. Yeah, can you talk about the stage that you're co-hosting and then just the festival in general just oh. to get people excited about that. Yes, um, I'm doing uh, the Emerging Songwriter stage with Joanne Lurgio and that's more of like the open mic kind of, you know, that, that we've booked that we've just noticed like, you know, local musicians in the area to, mm-hmm. like, you know, that maybe some folks have been heard of and, you know, to yeah, really okay. introduce them. And then Allison Callery is doing the Songbird stage. Yeah. And then you have the band shell stage and um, that is just like a you know, um, Julie Rose is going to be performing. We got yep. some like killer acts, and we just implemented um, the Young Folks Tent. Okay, um, what's that? It's the children's tent. It's a children's oh, cool. music tent that I was really passionate about. And Morgan Johnson is going to be um, helping out, and um, and some other volunteers. And we're going to be creating our own uh, instruments, like a shaker, to like really go to the different stages and dance and yep. be a part of it. And yeah. um, also exploring. Um, the community has donated like a lot of used instruments. Okay. So I oh, so and I've been like around that. picking them up so the kids can explore. Yeah. And play it. Oh, that's because I yeah. I do I'm a big believer in the children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I'm really excited for this to happen. And then Mark Cutler's doing a songwriters group. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of cool things. Oh definitely. Yeah. Uh, so for your stage, are there is there a lineup for your stage, or yeah. is it more like so? Who's playing at the emerging artists? Are there a couple? Oh, um, so am I? Oh, you know what? We have folks like um, 
you know, folks that would even come to my open mic, you know, Sam Carlson, he's a fantastic singer-songwriter, mm-hmm. and he'll be performing. And um, also, you know, it's like, what are we emerging from? You know, a lot of folks maybe you have heard of are ch- channeling, like, their new solo stuff. Oh, okay. So I really try to, you know, adapt other... And, like, Bill Bartholomew will be uh, performing. Oh, great. And why not uh, Ben Richard, who's uh, my fiddle player. He does great solo stuff. Yeah. And... Um, uh, this other uh, great musician, Craig Reck, who gives a, you know, great, great slide guitar. <laughs> That's awesome. And then we have a couple of duos. And, um, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it's really exciting. And also Ed Dean, he's a part of Risa. So we're, you the know, Rhode Island songwriters yeah, yeah. That I'm a part of as well. So just trying to make it all community. Yeah. 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 And then with uh, the Songbird stage, I know uh, like Bank of Ireland is playing. Yes, correct, Bank and, of Ireland uh, is actually here somewhere. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah are there any other names that you want to shout out for that particular uh, stage? Yeah, or? Julie Rhodes. Yeah. Band Shell and um, and Allison, yes, uh, Bank of Ireland and Off Base. I can't think of someone offhand, but I know it's okay. fantastic because Allison yeah, yeah. did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Bouquet is playing, right? Yeah, um, oh, yes, Bouquet, yeah. Um, but yeah, Jake Blunt is playing the band show, which I'm, I've actually never He's fantastic. got to see yeah. him. Yeah, I believe that he lives in my neighborhood. As, uh, <laughs> there's this like great neighborhood of like uh, Armin and uh, Ben from Vox Hunters live there. And oh, I think so, yeah, oh so. they're so talented. But, yeah. Actually, I met them when I was doing an Irish session at Patrick's Pub. Oh, really? When I was doing the border on Tin Whistle. Like, they were playing there, and it was I used to go there because I taught myself, you know, uh, I did love the concept of Irish music and the yep. session, and I learned a lot more about music than to oh, play with great. others. But that's where how I met them. They're oh, so wow. talented. I love yeah. that. That session comes up a lot in the interviews that I do. It's just such an important part of Rhode Island's music scene and its it's history. Been for so long. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to see Jake. Uh, you know, with what he's been doing and the awards he's been getting. Mm-hmm. Just a fan, so I, I've for some reason never been able to catch him, but I'm you know, looking Sunday. forward to to that. And um, yeah, Dan Lilly is playing, right? Yes, and yes. Keepers and yep. um, yeah, it's just a fantastic lineup. And you have to say, I've been able to go the last few years, and I will like personally endorse it. That it's just a such a fun time. I bring my kids. It's right along the bay, uh, you know, just a huge grass hill that you can hang out at. Pretty shaded. Um, it is, yeah. Um, it's a beautiful you know, space. The, the vendors that you usually bring in there are, are wonderful. Oh, yeah, Pelagis um, and, yeah. <laughs> you know. That's across from the carousel, which is now open. It's now open. That's how I'm so. getting, like, all the kiddos there. That's, yeah, you know. so come to the Crescent Park carousel. Carousel. Is, uh, yeah, it hasn't been open the last few years that the festival's been going on there. Because um, this is the... I want to say seventh year. Seventh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So and because it, it used to be in Providence as the Providence Folk yeah, Festival, so. or um, so, and it just grown quite a bit. Right? When did you get connected with the festival? I was asked to be a part of it like two years ago okay. in preparation for last year, and um, you know I'm really grateful for John Fusick. He does, he's done a lot in the community and doing something that he believes in and on the board that I'm working on. It was it was like an honor to be asked to be a part of it. It's a lot of work. Yes. <laughs> but it, it's cool to be something that maybe I, to do something I, I believed in when I was even younger. So it's cool to be that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and bringing the kids in, the folk yep. fest, you know, and it'll be a great time on Sunday. Yeah. 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 And it's free. And it's free. 
in case it's we free. didn't say that. Camera yes. work, we said that it's or not, free. But, but it's free. So, it's free. Um, yeah, check that out. Uh, Rhode Island Folk Fest com yes 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 on the website <laughs> and you can make um donations in any way or be a part of it as a volunteer in yeah. like the time to come even if you want to like you know at any time be like a volunteer yeah. we just yeah. love to you know have everyone a part of yeah it. it's a pretty small crew from what i understand it's like you and john fusic and, yes and, and allison calorie and, yeah, and so um not... jen long wonderful the wheel guitar and like, yeah. oh god it's and lisa kudo i just saw actually uh, and I, yeah. um, you know, just like a beautiful group of folks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Ken and uh, Abrams and just like, you know, just having it grow. So it's really cool. And I'm figuring it out as I go as well. Yeah. Learning a lot. Yeah. You know. That's cool. I'm there for the jokes. So. <laughs> You're there for the jokes? Yeah. Like I, between I, everyone? Is yeah, that... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Insert joke now. Too serious. <laughs> I gotcha. Oh, that, that's your job. Is that, is that <laughs> Everyone's getting really tense about this yeah. stuff. And you're like, I'm going to tell a joke now. Yeah, yeah. And it's not going to be funny. It's not okay. <laughs> I promise you that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, as, as I mentioned, uh, you know, my associate, I, I see that you're playing a lot at a lot of different places. Can you, you know, talk about some of the places that you're playing, you know, whether it's like a brewery or some of the other venues, like what's, um, yeah. uh, your experiences playing around Rhode Island here? I play, yeah, I play at, um, you know, I've learned a lot about where the music that I play and where I, I do feel my most honest self, like, you know, performing. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool to like find those great spaces Yeah, that meet that, you know, you still have like opportunities, like, to grow and challenge yourself however you know certain places that want big loud and upbeat yeah i've tried <laughs> you know and they you know it's a it's great but it, it's really cool to redirect and go to spaces that you know work for yourself as well mm -hmm. as a performer so i played at um tiny bar which is fantastic in providence oh cool they're so lovely and it's such a romantic scene um Original music, you know, if I play a galactic, you know, and they have shows over there, but I play a lot at, um, in the East Bay, like Portside, the Beach House, mm -hmm. um, earlier gigs, and they've just all been so lovely. Yeah. Um, I think for a long time, like as a young, you know, as a musician, you know, being okay and confident with what you do. Yeah. You know, I think there's, you know, oh, maybe I got to do this and that. Yeah, we all want to work on stuff, but it's really cool just to be solid and what mm -hmm. and confident what yeah. you know perform and yeah you know i always make a joke like this is not where the dancing music is <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i became a folk musician so i didn't have to <laughs> yeah yeah i mean what inspires your songwriting like are there mm. uh, certain themes to your songs that you like to bring out or um, even certain artists that that you um that your ear kind of goes towards that, that inspires your songwriting? Oh, absolutely. I, uh, because I always felt like my voice was grittier and, uh, maybe just, I really want the songs that I wrote, I wanted to, uh, it's so funny when I look like back at my writing and, you know, things that are real and happening and maybe more, uh, I really wanted to convey, you know, not all the pretty stuff that's happening in the world and, you know, write my songs to maybe sometimes uncomfortable things to hear, but it's mm -hmm. happening in the world, you know. Um, I've written, you know, songs about experiences 
I've had maybe teaching or the child or, or, or something that, um, I don't know, just, uh, you know, real world events. I was always like, I'm not going to write a love song. <laughs> I'm not going to write a love song, you know, because at that, you know, time, I just wanted to um, almost these uh, grittier songs, you know. Mm-hmm. I have this song, The Ballad of Susie Girl. Mm-hmm. And, you know, channeling, you know, what is, happens, you know, domestic abuse. And it, it doesn't get out there, but it's like, you know, you want to convey it so everyone doesn't run out of the room <laughs> being uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. So, but still touch on these things that need to be talked about. So, but in a way where, you know, it's a story and it, it, it challenged me to go into these layers of myself and how do I convey them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my songwritings were all based on... Real things, mm-hmm. I mean, even seen with families that I've worked with and mm-hmm. my my own life. Um, you know, I always had to say like, you know, it's all pretty honest. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, uh, that's how I want to be. So it, it it's a cool. You know, the way I am now is because I've learned a lot, even just from watching, you know, performers like even like Allison Callery, one of the most authentic, you know, yeah. honest performers. Like you know. Um, as a solo artist, um, and I've learned a lot from folks who came to the open mic. No, exactly. I mean, that's what comes to mind of, as well of just engaging with music and going and seeing live music and just being a part of it. Just, I've learned a lot just from yeah bands that I probably don't even know who they, they opened for some other band I was going to see, but I picked up some like mm. cool little drum thing probably right. whatever else you know. And, right. uh, so yeah, it's just important to show up and, and be a part of something you know. Yeah. So. Um, Oh, it's really cool. Yeah. And even Ben Shaw is bringing this awesome thing at Warren House. Yeah. I, I'm going to be performing there in September. And like, Ben, oh, he, it's so cool just to see that community yep. happen. And, you know, it's, um, that's important. Yeah. 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 What else do you have uh, coming up in the future then? Like, Well, I guess the main, like, the big thing is um, the Rhode Island Folk Fest. Really, mm-hmm. uh, I know that's short term now because school is going to be starting up. And then you could check me out, like, you know, on my Facebook, uh, Beth Mary, mm-hmm. like, whenever I'm going to be playing, I'm, you know, been pretty consistent, you know, until the uh, new year. But, you know, the big thing is that we're on Folk Fest getting ready yeah. for it. Cool. You know, cool. which will be a great time to come. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. Is there anything else that I forgot uh, about your career that you wanted to talk oh, about? That was, that was cool. That was great. Okay, cool. Right. <laughs> Thank you. I'm um, really grateful to be there, you know, you're... This is a pretty cool podcast, and people like love it and support you. Oh, thank you. Living used to be. It's a very cool thing, so I'm really grateful. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, to be a um, part of it. Well, Beth, I have one more question for you in this uh, like main segment about your career, and it's a big one. You know, if, if you've listened, you probably know what the question is. But uh, what would you say is your greatest accomplishment tied to music to this point? Um. Being brave just to do it. Yeah. And then yeah. I was just grown. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think creating a safe place for music. I, I, I think I created that and I want to, that's probably my greatest accomplishment, mm-hmm. making a, uh, a place, an open place for music. When it comes mm-hmm. to a farmer's market, a gig and there are kids there and you put the shakers out or, or yeah. you know um, with the joke or anything like that it, it's creating a mm-hmm. safe place for music yeah, yeah. but with, like was that a, a lot of, of like an internal 
battle to get on stage? Like, were you like, I'm ready to do this, but then like you couldn't get that final push for a while? To, oh to God, no, I was or, never or ready was to do it. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, I, know, I was yeah. like, I'm here. Oh, I can't, you know, or if it was just like, it, like. I, um, I felt like there's something terrible, like, I started to learn what because it, it terrified me so much. I guess it was worth it because of what I felt afterwards. Yeah, okay. And I just felt more and more like my most honest self. Yeah. So that's a, that's a big. That's it a, is, cool, yeah. You know? No, and I think that that's. A, I mean, it's a great answer to this question because it just really gets to that like core um, of. Uh, and, and I'm sure that there are people that will hear this and um, and you know hopefully benefit from that as well. I you know, so there's just so many people that that you know are learning music, um, want to be able to perform and just know that, yeah, like it, it can take a lot to, to get up there. And I, I mean, I've been fortunate. I'm just a drummer. I'm cool to hang out in the back. <laughs> I'm just, you know, yeah, here, nobody really knows that that much. I mean, but it, it can be a lot to, to go up there. You know, with songwriters, I've been fortunate to play in Barn Burning for, you know, Anthony is an extremely honest person. Oh, Anthony's fantastic. Planes, yeah. You know, writes these like, amazing honest songs and i've just never had to be there you know but talking to christian it's a very emotional and like draining thing to like put these songs out there and then to go out and perform and have all of these other things i just commend you and every other songwriter that has to go out and do this that are like writing these songs and being authentic like what you say you know like it's um it can take a lot of um strength to go and do that and and, uh, be able to not only just execute it as as you want um but then just be ready to accept what you get in response from yeah. that, you know? So. That could be anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so. You know, but it made me uh, stronger. Uh, yeah. You know, body, mind, soul, and compartmentalize. And, mm-hmm. you know, when to work on, when to leave there, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. so it's all good. Good question. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks so much, Beth. I appreciate you talking about uh, your, your history and, and kind of like how you got to where you are now in music and, and, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the Folk Festival and looking forward to catching you again sometime soon and for that record that you're working on right now. It's really cool to uh, know that that's happening and because, um, you know, these couple of songs just, you know, not enough for everyone. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, yeah, more honest to come. Yeah. I'm feeling tired I think it's time to begin Begin a life where I love myself and my sin When this kind of tired Don't feel like the old kind When I fall into bed I don't get lost in my mind best friend I've ever had. When I say he chose, I chose him too. For now to understand just what makes you Understand my kind to be 
all Which I choose to be For the rest of my days and more Warmth and love reminds me I'm still alive.